Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, this is Trent Sutton with Wild Imaginings, and we are presenting you a fantastical history of Waco. Fabulous tales of dubious veracity, written by Ashley Bean Thornton. (laughs) Today's story, Spies in Waco. In the mid-19th century, Waco was proud to be known as Athens on the Brazos because it was home to so many institutions of higher education. One of the most well-respected was Waco Female College. Opened in 1860, Waco Female College quickly gained an enviable reputation as a fine school for the daughters of the best Waco and Southern families. The young women who studied there graduated as cultured ladies, well-prepared for marriage and to take their place in society. What the wealthy families who sent their offspring to Waco Female College did not know was that graduates were also well-prepared for an alternate career as female spies. It was Franklin Wilkes who hit upon the idea of opening the first clandestine school west of the Mississippi specifically for the preparation of female spies. Wilkes, known as Reverend Wilkes because he often posed as a Methodist minister, had supposedly been a chaplain during the Mexican-American War. Actually, he was an American spy. Throughout his experience in covert operations, he observed that the best spies were people who knew how to ingratiate themselves to overly confident men, were smarter than they let on, and knew how to take advantage of being underestimated. So who better to take on this work than young women from Southern society who had been raised to cultivate these very traits since birth? You know, I think it's time I founded a school. Like a seminary, to prepare others for the ministry. Darling, you don't have to talk like that, we're alone. Right, sorry, just the habit. So, what then? You don't want to teach. (laughs) No, I do not. We need to find someone else to take care of that bit. So, a school for what? Spies. Well, you can't just out and call it a spy school. Well, of course not. So why not a school for the ministry? People never suspect ministers. That is true. I mean, it worked for us. Just a Methodist minister and his loyal wife here to love and serve. (laughs) Yes, dear, I know. It worked for us wonderfully. 
Why do I feel like you already have a different kind of idea, though? <laughs> you know me too well. Out with it, Franklin. All right, hear me out. I always do. I don't think that I am the reason I was so successful during the war. What is that supposed to mean? I think it was you, darling. What? I'm serious. If I'd been a single man posing as the reverend, I think it would have been another story entirely. But with you by my side... No one suspected someone so sweet and proper. When all the while you could have laced their dinner with arsenic as quickly as you could smile at them. <laughs> you always say the nicest things. You were my secret weapon, Anne. It was a team effort. What would you say are the most important traits in a spy? What? I'm serious. What do you think? Hmm. I think I'd have to say... The ability to be underestimated. Exactly. And I'd add to that the ability to get close to those in power. Fair enough. I'd agree with that. Now, who does that sound like, Anne? You mean besides us? Southern women. Anne, it's Southern women. Franklin, you're... Brilliant. Brilliant. That's perfect. Yes, an entire school devoted to churning out respectable Southern ladies. All the while, we're actually training them for covert operations. I could kiss you. So what do you say? I say you're absolutely right. It's time you found her to school. And so it was that Reverend Franklin Wilkes procured land at the corner of 2nd and Jackson Streets in downtown Waco and set to work building his school. While he considered placing his wife Anne in charge, she had no desire to teach. And so after a long search, he hired Eleanor Grimsley Yapes to be headmistress. She was a woman of deceptive quickness and surprising stealth considering her matronly bearing. And with her being hired, Waco Female College was begun in the year 1860. It was soon clear that Mrs. Yates had turned out to be an inspired choice. Supremely competent, she developed the curriculum for the college. I have some ideas, Mr. Wilkes. Well, that is why you were hired, Miss Yapes. Very good, sir. Is there anything you'd like me to keep in mind as plans are made? Yes. Our students will be underestimated. I want them to know how to use that to their advantage. If our students are coming from wealthy Southern families, chances are they already know how to do that. <laughs> True enough. That is why this project was begun. So what are you really hoping for then, sir? I'm hoping to level the playing field. Sir? I want a force of young women which can not only hold their own but overtake the less deserving men that surround them. Very doable, sir. But I want them to do it without anyone even knowing that's what's happening. Now we're getting somewhere. That is a worthy goal. And so, Eleanor Yapes began putting her ideas into action. Everything she did had a purpose. The way that she selected roommates. The way that tables at the dining hall were configured. And certainly the order in which students took her courses. Her courses were her pride 
and joy, so much so that she gave a full schedule of classes to the girls' parents so that they knew exactly what their young ladies would be learning at college. Of course, she gave the classes innocuous names that belied the true nature of the information being conveyed. They included penmanship, cryptography, rhetoric, methods of written and spoken deception, trigonometry, Adaptation of household items as weapons. Philosophy. Psychological manipulation. Ancient and modern geography. Womanly temptation and feminine beguilement. Botany. Poisons and sleeping droughts. Physiology. General sneakery. Needlework. Disguises. And physical culture. (laughs) Wing Chun, a martial art developed in China specifically for women required to wear floor-length skirts. The young ladies positively blossomed under Mrs. Yape's rigorous instruction. Always remember, ladies, there are three rules in our profession. Ingratiate, extricate, assassinate. Who can explain the first? Ingratiate. Charm, poise, and beauty win a man's attention. Helplessness wins his heart. Good. And the second? Extricate. Once the heart is won, loyalty loosens the lips in time. When he feels that you are utterly dependent upon him, he will reveal all. Excellent. And lastly? Assassinate. When the mission is accomplished, don't be scared to finish the job, whether that means you leave or him. I've taught you well. Thank you, you, Headmistress Yapes. The effectiveness of the Waco Female College spy ring reached its zenith during the Civil War. Though Texas and Waco went for the Confederacy during the Civil War, Wilkes, a devotee of Sam Houston, opposed secession and disapproved of the Confederacy. He and Mrs. Yapes taught the young women in their charge to feel likewise. Ladies, our country is at war. And we feel it is important for you to understand your place within it. Now, we understand that many of you come from Confederate families. We have created an image which is very attractive to Southern families with means. But we have done this on purpose, and we will now use that image to our advantage. You see, ladies, we believe that all people, men and women, black and white, were created equal. That is why we created this school. We wanted to provide you an opportunity to place yourselves in positions of power and influence, positions which would otherwise have been denied you. And what we're trying to say is that we see the Waco Female College as a means of liberation, and as the liberated young women you have become, we are asking you to stand on the side of liberation where the war is concerned. We know it's a lot to ask. But this is what you have trained for, ladies. The time has come. Are you in? The women unanimously agreed to serve the Union. They had come to think very differently during their time in Waco. Covert operations has a tendency to do that. So the young women began to devise a plan. Which ended up not being overly difficult, for one simple fact. There were six Confederate generals that came from Waco. Which meant that the lovely spies from the Waco Female College were perfectly situated to undermine their success. 
One spy unit stayed in Waco to collect military secrets from these generals by means of delicious baked goods. Good evening, sir. I was just popping by because I saw you out and about town today, and I couldn't help but notice how hungry you looked. Hungry? Yes, sir, and being that I was baking this afternoon, I just thought I'd run this by and see if you wanted a bit of company for a while. Well, now, you made this cake for me? Well, I guess you could say that. Oh, that was awfully sweet of you. Just want to make sure you're taken care of, what with the war going on and all. I can't imagine the stress you're under. Oh, yes, ma'am. It's an important job. High pressure. I'm sure you do it splendidly, though. Makes me feel safe to know that men like you are leading the fight. Well, thank you, ma'am. That sure is... (laughs) Oh, sorry. I must have just caught a chill. Well, why don't you come on in, then? Don't want you to catch a cold standing out here on my front porch. Well, I don't mind if I do. Plus, I'd just love to cut you a big old slice of that cake to see what you think. These baked goods, however, were laced with enough bootleg rum to encourage loose conversation. Once they discovered the Confederate plans, the lady spies would then encode the secrets and send them to Union military strategists via a flock of specially trained homing grackles that Mrs. Yapes had raised in coops behind the school. Another unit of Waco female college students deployed throughout the South, taking their role as undercover agents a bit more literally. They enticed numerous lonely Confederate soldiers and officers to join them for a private conversation. This excursion inevitably ended in a fierce Wing Chun chop to the ribs. Hiya! What the? Sorry about that, but (laughs) I can't have you remembering me. Well, what do you mean? Well, I I guess I mean that you've been had. What did I have? Really? Why are all men this stupid? You've been had. You've been fooled, tricked, deceived, bamboozled. But why would you? Don't worry, though. It's all right, honey. You won't remember. After the Wing Chun chop and the mandatory bit of gloating, the young women would provide the soldier with a dose of Mrs. Yape's secret recipe sleeping draught. The soldier would then wake up a few hours later without weapons or uniforms. And certainly no memory of what had happened. All they had to show for the encounter was a screaming headache and some sore ribs. Thus, the women of Waco Female College played a crucial, though understandably unpublicized, role in winning the war for the Union. After the war, Reverend Wilkes and Miss Yapes were briefly concerned that their girls would have difficulty exchanging the excitement of undercover work for the more homely pursuits of marriage and Waco society. They needn't have worried. Nearly all of the Waco female college graduates made advantageous marriages to some of the wealthiest. Although it must also be said most arrogant. Men in Waco. Curiously, a high percentage of these well-heeled husbands passed away unexpectedly from mysterious illnesses and unfortunate accidents within only weeks of their extravagant nuptials. 
they left their grieving young widows the burdensome responsibility of spending all the great wealth they had left behind. To be widowed at such a young age is not what I had planned. But I shall carry on my husband's name, managing his estate as I know he would have wanted. Thank you all for your support during this most trying of times. I didn't think my spirit could take it, but I know he would have wanted me to be strong. I live each day for him. All that money. The town eating out of their dainty hands. Yes, truly a tragedy. Thank you for joining us today for A Fantastical History of Waco, a podcast brought to you by Wild Imaginings. We have a lot of other great projects besides this podcast. If you want to check out the work that we're doing, please head to wildimaginingswaco.com. See what we're doing, and if you have an idea of your own, let us know. We love working with people, just like we did here at Rogue Media Network, and Ashley Bean Thornton, the author of these wonderful stories. Join us next time for another fantastical story. This has been Rogue Media Network Podcast.